It's not just about mastering technology. It's not just about brand or messaging. It's not just about making more money. It's about showing up in a big way so your people can find you. This is about bringing your most wild and authentic self into the hustle and grind. Welcome to Tactical Magic, a business strategies podcast for the warrior goddess entrepreneur. Hey everyone, this is Molly Mandelberg. Welcome to Tactical Magic. This week, we're talking about a storytelling device called The Crack and how it can help you to expand the reach of your business. So first off, what do I mean by The Crack? It's probably not what you think. The Crack is a place in the veneer where an opening is created. So it's a place where the facade that is strong and hard and whole is suddenly ripped open and we can actually see the humanity in a person. This is the opening through which another person can fall in love with us. It's also the opening through which normal people who interact in a conversation really connect deeply and go to a place that they wouldn't maybe feel comfortable going if one of them hadn't had the audacity to open up in that way. So how it relates to storytelling um, is mostly through love stories. Now, I come from a long line of teachers and preachers, but this um, storytelling device is actually from my mother's screenwriting class in which she talks about why we do or do not believe a love story. And don't worry, I'm going to get back to the context of how this applies to your business. But in storytelling, we do believe a love story when it has this um, quality to it. Sometimes it's um, a vulnerability where there's a soldier who's wounded. Um, so it can be a physical ailment. Sometimes there's uh, a moment where a woman is seen naked and um, totally exposed in a way, and that's a vulnerability. Um, it can also be where someone is... Uh, suddenly overcome with emotion and they're crying. And in that moment, they're so human and so raw that there's this um, crack. There's this cracking open of their heart and suddenly they're totally um, exposed and available and um, almost needing to be loved by us. So some examples um, – here, one example from Pretty Woman, which most of you have probably seen. There's a scene where Richard Gere um, opens the door to the bathroom where Julia Roberts um, was just flossing. And she hides the floss behind her back. And he thinks it's drugs and says, you know, you can't be here if you're going to do drugs. And she says it's not. And he makes her show him what's in, his, what's in her hand. And it's dental floss. And in that moment, this beautiful prostitute that he's hired to come over to his hotel that night is suddenly so human that he can't help but fall through that crack and um, be connected to her. And you can watch that movie again if you want to, but he can almost not leave the room. He can barely pull himself away because he's so fallen in that moment. So that is a a way that if we're mindful of it, we can actually connect more deeply with people by being willing to go to those vulnerable places, 
being willing to show yourself as the totally human, messy, um, slightly imperfect being that you truly be and recognize that that's actually a way that people are going to connect with you. That's actually a way that people are going to relate to you and fall in love with you and, um, and be with you in a deeper way. So all that being said, there's a fine line between that vulnerability, that level of actual um, raw openness, and being like a total hot mess. Um, in storytelling, we want to avoid the extreme of that spectrum um, where it starts to fall into pity. In business, we want to try and maintain our positioning before and sometimes after we share our humanity and get vulnerable. Um, if you didn't catch it, I did another podcast episode on powerful positioning a couple weeks ago, so I'm not going to go too far into how to position yourself. But I just want to point out that most people, and we're kind of trained to be this way, but we shy away from being vulnerable especially with strangers or potential clients, we think that saving face, keeping a strong facade, showing up as our best selves, faking it till we make it, all these things are the best option. And I just want to um, bring this forth and remind you that it's actually your you-ness that is magnetic. It is your um, raw, slightly messy, um, uncomfortable and awkward and honest self that is actually going to bring the people to you that you're meant to work with and that um, that is how you will be able to connect with them. And that vulnerability gives them permission to be more of themselves with you. So when you are willing to shine that light, um, no matter how much it shows of you, it gives people permission to do the same for themselves. And that's where deep work and um, powerful change can happen from because um, people are willing to show up and really be present and really be connected. If, if only one thing lands from this whole podcast, let this be the part that sticks with you. A fear of depositioning ourselves should not override our willingness to share the hard parts of our story. People crave that from us. People want to know that you're human, um, not to make sure that you're on their level or anything like that, but simply to give them permission to be themselves, to be human, to be vulnerable sometimes. This can be a really hard place to go for some of us. Um, we can be well-trained to avoid going to the dark side, but it can be the most powerful way to connect deeply. And if you want proof that people want to see your messy human side, you can actually just turn on the television and see how much reality TV has overcome our media. Um, you know, there used to be writers for all of television. Networks used to buy scripts and produce films that were just made for television. And all of that went out the window when reality television came out because people want desperately to see other people being human. I could go into the details of the drama of reality TV and how voyeuristic our culture has become, but... I'm going to skip that. For the purpose of this episode, I want to just zero in on the crack as a device. 
So how do we go about using this device to expand our reach and change the world with our powerful work? For starters, you choose to start playing with it. You can practice with your loved ones. You can practice on your next date, see how it builds connection. You can try getting vulnerable in your next Facebook Live or at your next workshop. If you've spent any time studying the art of sharing your hero's journey, um, you'll know that that's a prime place to share your humanity. And just do it wherever you can. Start doing it. I was actually at uh, an event recently. A couple friends of mine were throwing um, an awesome three-day event. But they were leading with total raw, like, truth. They were willing to even shed tears on stage and know that they were positioned enough to do that, but also that that was giving their audience permission to go to those deep places, to tap into what their mission really is, and that you can be you. You can be 100% yourself, and that means that you have a history that may not be perfect, and that means that you might cry on stage and that is not the end of the world. That is actually where your power lies. That's the magic. There's a special balance between positioning yourself powerfully as an expert and sharing yourself deep enough to create that crack without depositioning yourself or invoking pity from your audience. And I'm just going to tell you there's no hard and fast rule here. It's something you're going to have to start to feel into and sort of suss out for yourself. But know this, the more willing you are to share the low points, the better your bold positioning statements will be received. People are actually more willing to hear how awesome you are when they actually know that you're human first. So here's an example. Which of these is going to feel better to you on the receiving end? My life is awesome right now. I tripled my business in the last year while traveling 61% of the time. Or, it feels so good to know that I can keep growing my business many times over, even while traveling the world, because it was only a few years ago that I really wasn't sure I could do both. I remember getting rid of my office space because I couldn't afford to rent it anymore. It would have been easy to quit back then because there was so little proof that I had what it took to create the life I wanted. But I'm so glad I kept going because now I get to serve people I love, help them to reach even more people with their powerful work. And it feels like together we can really change the world and shift this paradigm while being supported big time. See how when I tell you just a little bit more and share maybe a not-so-pleasant part of my story with you that it creates a deeper connection? All of that is true that I shared, and I'm not afraid who knows it because it's the kind of context that lets people into my world that makes me the leader that I want to be. So how can you like, do the work to plan out how you're going to be that connected with your people in the future? Well, where have you been unwilling to share yourself? Have you been doing Facebook Lives? Have you been leading workshops? Have you been growing your business by going out and networking? And how much of that time have you spent actually sharing vulnerably the hard moments of your story? Where have you talked about... Um, the times where maybe you weren't in the best health 
before you became the health coach or the bad breakup that actually led you to learn what you needed to know about healthy relationships or where have you been, you know, down and out and broke before reaching the, you know, success that you've now experienced? Where are you ready now to look at your own story and share the unpleasant parts, knowing full well that that's how people are going to connect with you more deeply? So some other prompts might be, what are you afraid people might find out about you? And are you willing to look at the blessing in those moments and to transform that into the low point of the hero's journey? So how have you transformed since that moment and how might sharing that part of your past inspire other people who are struggling with something similar? What are you afraid people might find out about you? What have you been unwilling to share? What is an unpopular opinion that you have? So this is something really juicy that I've been seeing um, a lot of recently, which I'm really happy about. But people sharing opinions that are really, really opposed to the norm. Um, An amazing friend of mine actually uh, just posted recently that she absolutely loves her son, but she hates motherhood. And she wrote an entire, like, long, very powerful post about her stance on that matter and that she's not going to pretend anymore that she likes motherhood. Even though she loves her son, it doesn't make her love for her son any less, but that she's not going to pretend like motherhood is something that she's enjoying because she's truthfully not. And she's someone who is coaching other mothers to... Um, find their passion and grow their businesses. So she's basically having that conversation with all the people that it could tick off. And how bold is that? And how vulnerable is that to share an opinion that you know is going completely against the grain and be willing to stand in it and have that conversation and um, just see what unfolds from there? It It's so... <laughs> dynamic. I I just am crazy about it. So, you know, what's true about your industry right now? What are the common um, notions about how things need to be done or about what's true or about how, you know, how your industry needs to be operating? And what do you agree or disagree with about that? What's an unpopular opinion that you have that by taking a stand for it, it might shed more light on who you are as a person and on what your work um, entails, like what power is is um, encompassed in your work if you are the kind of person who's willing to boldly take a stand for that opinion. Share that. Take a stand for that. Tell us why you care, why you have your opinion. Tell us where that came from, how how you shaped that um, that opinion, how the world has shaped you into someone who could even have that opinion. We want your point of view. We want your perspective. We want to know um, how a person could get to where you are now and boldly share such a thing. 
the world needs this from you. (laughs) The more I um, lean into it, because it is a scary thing, right? It's not comfortable to share your lowest moments or to take a stand pushing against the grain or to um, share unpopular opinion, a perspective that most people might not initially agree with. But where can you um, grow even more from that? And where can your business benefit from you being willing to not just say the stereotypical things someone might say in your industry, but be willing to take it to the next level and kick it up a notch with more integrity, with more authenticity, with more transparency, with more truth. And how can that truth actually be the opening through which all the other magic pours through? How can that truth really be almost the the machinery that transports people to arrive at the destination, which is transformation, transcendence, self-actualization, all those good juicy words. I really want to give you more examples of this. So (laughs) pretty much any love story movie that you've ever seen, I would encourage you to go watch one. (laughs) Go watch a rom-com. Go watch a classic romantic movie and watch for this moment because now that you know that it's there, it's almost impossible not to see it. I pretty much every time I'm watching a movie with my mom, I'm like, oh, there's a crack. Yep, they did it. And then you wait. You wait for the second crack to come because often um, when a love story is happening – there's a crack on both sides. So one person falls in love first because they've seen the crack and then the other person cracks and the other person gets to fall in love. And now we believe the love story because we've sort of been let into the inner world of each character and it makes sense. Um, So a a contrary example, there's a movie, I can't even remember the name right now. My mom would be disappointed. But there's a movie where uh, a soldier is... Uh, washed up on shore and this woman um, takes him into a cave and is nursing him back to health and he's vulnerable I mean he's unconscious he's so sick and hurt that he's unconscious and she's taking care of him for days on end and she's had the chance because she's caring for this person to fall in love with him she's got days under her belt of falling in love with him and then he wakes up and is you know just recovering from being hurt and doesn't understand why this woman's making these googly eyes at him because he hasn't had that crack with her yet. He doesn't get it. Um, So that's one example. But it's really fun to watch and see where that opening is, all the different ways that it can be sort of dynamically created and start playing with that in your own life. Like where can I add more truth to this moment? Where can I, you know, maybe it's somebody that you really want to connect with and you're not sure why you're not better friends or why, um, you know, why they don't want to hang out with you or call you or why a relationship hasn't made it to the next level romantically or why a potential client didn't seem engaged on the call with you when you had a consultation. Maybe there's a chance to call them back up, to have another date, to get coffee or, um, you know, somehow create that crack 
more intentionally so that they can show up and be connected with you. And it's not going to work every time. Of course not. And we're not going to do it perfectly every time. And it might create some really awkward moments in your life. And I celebrate that for you in advance because I think it was Zig Ziglar that said the success and a person has is directly related to the number of uncomfortable conversations that they're willing to have. Um, I'm sure I didn't say that exactly as he did, but it's true. Where are you unwilling to be vulnerable? Where could you actually take a stand for you and the future of your business and start playing with this tool um, in your everyday life? And if you need to do it somewhere that it's safe first, you know, test it on your cat if you're a cat person or um, test it on your roommates and say, you know, find a way to be vulnerable with them. Maybe write down all the things that you could use in your next workshop as far as um, ways that you're going to be human and connected and share some darkness in your story and still also position yourself as an expert so that they're listening in a different way. Um, there's a couple other places that I want to bring up the idea of messiness and imperfection. And it's also in um, just the creative process in general. I think a lot of people get stuck with roadblock or with um, writer's block, I mean, or with um, creative projects, and they don't know how to move forward. And I think starting to be willing to put the perfectionist hat on the shelf and actually make something very wrong and bad and messy first is a place where you're going to start giving yourself a lot more permission, permission to act, permission to speak, permission to write, permission to uh, be on video, to make a podcast, to do whatever those creative projects are that are coming to you, that are alive, that want to be made. If you start letting yourself be human and do it wrong first, and maybe you edit it later, maybe you come back for a second draft, but when you start giving yourself permission to just create or just speak, it can be a real game changer. It can be uh, another level of productivity, of um, connectivity, of openness, of magic that you're just unleashing on the world. And I invite you to give yourself permission. If you're someone who needs to sit down and write a few emails into your email sequence, I tell this to everyone who goes through my Money Machine program, um, which is about building your heart-centered sales funnel. But do it messy first. Don't write your email inside of your autoresponder, not just because you might delete it accidentally, but because the muse, your creative muse, does not live in technology. It lives in your hands. It lives in your body. It lives in your heart and your mind and your um, voice. So if you need to speak it and transcribe it, if you need to write it on paper and then put it into the computer, but whatever you do, give yourself space to do it wrong. And I encourage you to make it messy. A lot of times <laughs> I've got a couple clients that um, I do work with in person and not just remotely like most of my practice. Um, and I'll, I'll draw a bunch of scribbles on a piece of paper and hand it to them and say, you're writing this on that. You're writing this email on this piece of paper that's already messed up. 
You cannot mess up this piece of paper more because it's already messed up. And start from that place where you're not trying to make something perfect and pretty and nice and good. You're trying to just let words hit this dirty, messy page and go from there. Because that is an opening. The same way your heart opens when you're receiving the crack of another person, if you allow yourself to stay in that messiness and that imperfection and to take action anyway, there's going to be more passion there. There's going to be more humanity and magic and truth there. So um, do whatever the hell you have to do to create those scenarios that are going to let the magic through, let the light through, open the door, crack you open, whatever it takes. Um, it's all at your disposal. <laughs> you're, you're in charge here. You get to decide how far the crack opens and what comes out. But do it and let us know what comes of it. I can't wait to find out. So to kind of recap, you are an amazing human being. And the more that you allow that human part of you to shine through, the more dynamic your work gets and the more connectable you are to the people who are receiving your message. So don't be afraid to let it all hang out. Let your freak flag fly. Let your emotions get the best of you. Let your um, past shine through because you are not your stories. You are the being that has risen from them. And as you're doing that, ask big questions. Take bold action and remember that you are here for a reason. Thanks. We'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in to Tactical Magic. To find out more, please visit our website, wildheartsriseup.com. Be sure to take a second and subscribe to the show and come back next week for another edition of Tactical 